Check one, two. Check one, two. How's that sound? Bring it down a little. All right, no problem. So I got a new toy here. It's not really a new toy. It's just a feature of just having this uh, setup. I'm still navigating my way around it, trying to learn how to operate it. You know, the mixer allows me to basically plug my phone into the mixer and kind of like adjust things on the fly. Whenever you would hear me do this, all the intro stuff or anything that would be anything besides just my voice, I would have to kind of do it in post-production and kind of just make it happen on the fly. But now... You know, this is not real high-level tech radio stuff here to anybody that knows what they're doing. But for me, better recognize that song. It's uh, new stuff for me, so on a new level. I'm going to bring this down, and hopefully you can hear me over it. But I'm going to try to do this episode. This is a cruise flash, by the way. The reason we're doing this one is because it's the night before cruising. By the way, the what I want to do is discuss something here. A couple of people asked me recently they've been asking me for a while but they've asked me recently again to tell the story as to why i do not fly in airplanes the long the short answer is i have a phobia anxiety for it but you know there's a reason what why that happened and what led to it i never liked flying or whatever but yeah there's a reason i've grounded myself but uh we'll get into that tonight is the night before the cruise got Stu trying to get me to go out do a little couple of beers. Went out for a couple of drinks last night. Nothing crazy. Three or four drinks and came home. Still wants to go out tonight for a little bit. I really don't want to. But, you know, maybe I'll just stop by the old uh, the old working stopping grounds for a minute. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. It's still early. A lot, a lot of things to do before. I haven't started packing yet. All right. This one's going to throw you for a loop, ladies and gentlemen. And it may not even be worth bringing up. But just because I do... You know, include you guys on most things here. I'll include you on this. There's a chance I'm not going on this cruise tomorrow. And uh, all I'll say is um, <laughs> I don't want to do this to you guys because you guys have been kind of like in and out on the whole ride, whether it's, you know, what, where, what state I'm going to be in, what building I'm going to be working in. Am I full-time? Am I part-time? Am I doing always be booked, travel, all that stuff? And everything is still in play. And, uh, you know, I won't drag you through the mud because it is a whole wacky wacky scenario that ideally was set in stone and was in place but uh you know phones have rang calls have been made calls have been accepted and hold the phone things uh things are still out there what can i say and uh if certain calls come in tonight uh there's a chance i may not be on that cruise uh there's also a chance that even if i don't get the calls tonight there's still wacky things on the horizon who knows what i will tell you when the time and place is right and when things do happen and they are finalized, uh, you will be the first to know. So, all right. So, yeah, tomorrow. So, it's a solo cruise. Do you guys believe that? I'm going on a solo cruise. I don't particularly like my chances of enjoying the solo cruise experience. Now, I'm going to like the cruise. I'm going to like cruising tomorrow. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to enjoy the whole week one way or another. But I don't envision myself coming back and saying... You know what? Solo cruising is is the thing for me. I'm going to do two cruises a year, one with my crew and then one solo. I love solo cruising. What I'm going to do is really, really enjoy myself over the next seven days. However, I got a feeling I'm going to say, okay, that was cool. That was cool to experience once. And uh, let's, let, let, let's call up the boys and the girls again and let's get them back going. Because, you know, again, just talking about my personality, I am very... Uh, like I said, once I, we all know each other in the Always Be Booked Cruise family, so I know you guys are very comfortable around you guys, my friends, family, everybody, and I'm the life of the party type of guy, except 
If I don't know you, you know what I mean? If I don't know you, I'm not the one that's going to go initiate conversations. I'm kind of like a little bit of a, you know, I don't think introvert is the right word, but a little bit more in that direction uh, than you might think based on this show and based on me interacting with the people that I do know and love. Uh, One good piece of good news is I did reach out to the PR department of Norwegian and I sent them a little stats and a little uh, juice. Not that this is a big deal either. This is, you know, no harm, no foul. But uh, I did get access to do a interview with uh, the cruise director. So I think if you just put a microphone in his face at any time, I'm sure he'd answer a couple of questions for you. But, uh, you know, we didn't go that route. We went big time. So he is not even uh, he's going to be told that this is on his schedule now. Interview with always be booked for a couple of minutes. And I'll have that for you. Not that it's uh, sat down and scored like an interview with a former president or something, but it's going to be cool. And I am going to enjoy that time kind of reaching out as my closest brush with being a member of the media. This will be that hopefully the first of many, but is what it is. All right, let's get into the story about why I do not fly anymore. Okay, here's the thing about I'll say I was about what was I, 18 or 19 years old, something like that. I had never been on a plane before, I've never flown, whatever. Now we're just graduating high school, first year of college, whatever it was, maybe second year in, and me and my friends were talking about doing spring break. And, you know, got to do spring break. You know, back then, we're talking like 1995 or something like that. Back then, it was all about uh, Panama City and Cancun. Those were the two spring break spots. When I was younger, I remember watching MTV, and it was always all about Daytona Beach. And spring break was Daytona. Before that, in the early days, it was all about Fort Lauderdale. Now it's like coming back to Fort Lauderdale. But it was it was Fort Lauderdale in like the 60s and 70s, and then 80s in Daytona, and then the 90s. It went into Panama City Beach, Florida. Now, I didn't know Florida from a hole in the wall. Growing up in Long Island, you you know, it's interesting. It's an island, you know what I mean? And you're on the coast and you're on an island and say what you want. It is part of the New York greater metropolitan area. But for in a lot of ways, being on an island does lend itself to a little bit of an isolationism. So I didn't really know what the hell the deal was with Florida. I didn't know the difference between Miami from Tampa, from uh, Orlando to Disney World to, you know, I didn't know. You know what I mean? I just knew Florida was where you go. It's hot down there and everybody has a good time. So my friends uh, my friend is working. Uh, working. He's going to college at University of Buffalo, and he, my other friend is somewhere else in college. But my friend in Buffalo is taking a bus down, and he's saying, "You know, me and my rugby team and everybody, we're all going down to Panama City." My ears went went light up, lit up. You know, I was like, "Oh yeah, Panama City. That's the spot. Club La Vila, MTV, this and that." You could actually YouTube a incredible performance dating myself again the, the group bush that song glycerine they went to club la vila and they were doing this performance that is now sort of legendary if you google it club a uh, club la vila spring break bush and what you'll see is bush out there that happened this this actual performance happened the day after we left and they were on stage performing that song everybody told them they shouldn't it started to rain terribly and uh they were just say, well, you know what, screw it, we're going to risk it. And everybody's soaking wet. The crowd is soaking wet. They're soaking wet. And they're worried about being electrocuted. And they put on this unbelievably uh, heavy, beautiful performance of Glycerine, one of my favorite songs. Uh, check it out.
All right, so now I'm like, okay, I've never been on a plane before. Let me, let me, let me do this experience. Now, I the idea of flying even back then, I did not relish at all whatsoever. I was not looking forward to it. But you know what? I'm going. To, I'm not going to not go on spring break because I've never flown and I'm afraid to fly. So let's book it. So the night before I went out, we had a big party at my friend Dana's house. There was like 60 people there. I'm like a little getting a little getting it in a little bit. I'm drinking, you know, having a good time, and you know, knowing the next day I gotta wake up at 8 a.m. to go on this seven-day beautiful vacation. So I do that. Dad drives me to uh, JFK, and I'm flying by myself because I'm meeting my friends there. So on the way there, it's all good, you know. Went to McDonald's, got an Egg McMuffin, put the headphones on, get on this plane, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this little tin can is going to go up five miles in the sky and bring me to Florida? I don't know about that. So, all right, let's try it. So I sucked it up and did it, put my headphones on, let's do it, come on, let's make it happen, psyched myself up. It was a 737 out of JFK flying to Tampa. No problem, wasn't comfortable, little turbulence, but nothing crazy. You know, I was very, very happy to land and touch ground, get back, get into Tampa airport, Go get a payphone. Tell my dad, you know, call him up. Say everything's fine. You know what I mean? It's just I've never. I'm still lived at home, so still a homebody. So you know, you're calling home for everything. Yeah, I landed. Everything was fine. Everything's great. So where are you going now? So I'm like, all right. So now I got a flight. Got a two hour wait, and then we get on another plane to go to Panama City, and that's over the Gulf. My sister and my dad both said, "You were watching the Weather Channel, and it's kind of strange. There's this." big dot it was red dot right where you are it looks like something for concern and uh i was like well that doesn't make any sense i don't know what you're looking at because i am seeing nothing but beautiful blue skies not a cloud in the sky so that's fine so now i'm kind of pumped now it's just one leg flight it's supposed to be a 45 minute flight over the gulf from panama uh, tampa to panama city i go and sit in the waiting area now in the waiting area we have me we have this uh this middle-aged black woman Look, 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 she's about late 50s, early 60s. There was one kid who was also uh, meeting friends. He was by himself. And then about 13 girls. 13 girls from New Jersey. Now, I'm not I'm still nervous because I'm getting in a plane. They tell us where we're going. This is, we, this is our gate. And then we realize, you know, I'm like, all right, where's our plane? And then one of the girls, who we were just talking to back and forth a little bit, because, you know, whatever. They were on spring break. We're all on spring break. We're all ner- I'm nervous, but we're all excited to get to Panama City. Find out that I'm staying in the same hotel as these girls are. They're booked in the hotel because I hooked on to the, the rugby team. And we, I joined into their booking. So we got some re- insanely cheap deal at this hotel. It was the, um, what was it? The uh, huge hotel. The uh, Like the Days Inn. Yeah, the Days Inn. It was a huge hotel. And uh, we're, we're looking at the plane. They show me that's our plane. I look at this plane, and it's got propellers on it. And it can hold probably about 15, 16 people tops. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? And then they, like, start smiling and laughing. I'm like, hell no, I'm not I'm not going to spring break now because I'm not getting on that freaking thing. They're laughing their ass off, and I probably wouldn't have gone gotten on this plane but these girls were giving me a hard time they were laughing at me they were like don't be a baby we're gonna come on it's gonna be spring break there's nothing to be worried about oh it's funny he's afraid to get on the plane just relax it's gonna be fine the one kid who was also solo was silent and the uh, middle-aged black woman was like 
Yeah, it's nothing. I do this once a month. I fly to Tampa for work once a month. I have to do it all the time. It's a smooth, easy flight. Yeah, it's a small plane, and you know, it's a, sometimes there's turbulence, but it's no problem. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm deathly afraid, but of course I'm not going to wimp out. So now it's time to board. So we get off. We leave the lobby or whatever it is. We go on. This is like the type of plane where you have to actually walk on the freaking, what is it? The, what do you call it? The tarmac, the runway, whatever it is. There's no like thing that you know you get on the cruise ship and it takes you right to the front door there's none of that it's like you got to walk out of the out of the building onto the floor and then walk up a step stool to get onto the plane so as we're going to do that the two pilots walking around front they see this 13 hot girls from new jersey and back then we would have called it a pocket if we knew what it was but uh there was a lot of pockets on this on this on this flight but they were mostly air pockets and they you know so they're um so these two pilots, I look at them, guys, they were about 25 years old, these pilots. Now I'm 19. These pilots see the girls, so they just start yeehaw and woohooing like, Panama City, spring break, ladies, let's go, come on. Let's go. And the girls start screaming and everybody's partying. And these, I'm like, listen, I like a party like everybody else, but I want my, I want my pilots 50 years old, former military, straightforward, you know, aviator shades on, and even keeled. These guys were clearly just trying to pump these girls up because I don't know if they're doing a layover, but that's it. These are the these are the people who are flying us over the Gulf of Mexico. So I'm like, hell no. Get your ass in that pilot seat. Get your act together. Get serious. Get focused. We're not playing games here. You got a freaking uh, tiny little tin can to drive, and let's let's just worry about getting there safe. Let's not worry about the spring break and the party. And they saw that on my face. They're still laughing as we buckle in. We're ready to go. I'm on this freaking broken down plane the size of a private jet. I'm not in a good place. Okay, so we get on and. They leave the door open, the pilots, the front door, so we can kind of just basically see into the cockpit, and they're communicating with us. They're talking to the girls, because they're obviously just trying to hit on these girls. So we take off, and we're flying out of Tampa. He banks that right turn where, you know, you that feeling where you're up in the air, and he kind of makes that right turn, and you're off to the one side, but the sky was beautiful. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous look of, uh, you know, whatever is flying over clear water in Tampa and the Gulf of Mexico and, and the actual bay in Tampa Bay. So we fly out. He's like, we know a shortcut. We're going to get there in a half hour. No problem. No problem. No problem. We start flying. We're into the flight a little bit, about 10 minutes. The sky starts to change a little bit. And uh, you start to feel it a little bit. And, you know, this is not like a big plane. You're feeling pretty much everything. So they stopped the chatter. They don't like they didn't look concerned right away. They just stopped chatting with the girls. So then a little bit more into it, the sky gets a little bit darker. And it's like dark. And I'm like wondering what the hell we're flying through. Shouldn't we be above these clouds? I don't know if these planes go that high above these clouds. Out of nowhere, they close the cockpit door. This is, and remember, this is, you know, I don't know what the rule is on cockpit doors now, but this is 2000. And like I said, 2000, I'm sorry, 1995 or something like that. Something like that. 1995, 96, I don't know. So they slammed the door shut. And now it's just us. And you see these girls who are like, you know, giggly and having fun one second. Now they're all looking around at each other, wondering what the hell. All right. Well, these guys just shut the door. I'm sure it's no problem. Whatever. Sky starts getting a little bit darker. About 15 minutes into the flight. Darker still. And when I tell you, we were 
literally started to getting thrown around like rag dolls. This plane was doing things that I've never felt on any type of vehicle whatsoever. Cars, whatever. Every every like five seconds, you'd feel that your stomach and your throat because it would drop. It would just continuously hit these air pockets. And people were starting to get very, very concerned. And then it started to get really bad where the girl started screaming and shrieking. And there was this one death drop that none of us on that plane will ever forget. And I don't know what how long it really was, if you timed it, but the drop felt like it was it was probably literally like maybe not even like more than three seconds, but it felt like it was a minute and a half falling out of the sky. And it's weird. What it's you never know what your body's gonna do in a situation like that because this wasn't normal. This didn't feel normal, and this is when it got really, really bad. The black woman, uh, who was in her you know late fifties and a regular commuter of that flight, got out of her chair as we're being thrown around. She got rosary beads out. She got roads. I'm telling you, she got rosary beads out, getting thrown all over the plane like a rag doll. And I'm not exaggerating this, guys. At least three or four of the girls used the bags they were throwing up. And she, the the woman, started blessing us. She pulled a rosary beads out and said, "We are in the Lord's hands now. We are gonna. We are. I, don't, I feel like she said like something like we're gonna be with the Lord. I don't know if she said we're gonna be with the Lord, but if we're gonna be with the Lord, if that's his, if that's his will, that's his will. Whatever. He. We're we're only in his hands now. And she went up and down and started blessing all of us with the rosary beads. Now it's interesting what happens because I was horrified getting on this plane already. Now this is happening and I don't know what to, I don't know I don't know I can't really describe the feeling that I had to you guys but it was it wasn't hysteria it was almost like a little bit at peace cuz I was just like was mostly into shock I was into shock and I remember in my mind saying in my mind just over and over again this is not happening not happening this is not happening this is not happening this is no way this is happening look out the window it looks black the sky is black except for a couple of lightning bolts every once in a while plane is getting jarred sky is black girls screaming crying throwing up hysterical the woman going up and down the plane blessing people i turn around and look at the one guy who was also by himself guys he was sleeping he was out cold he must have taken some sort of drugs i don't even know i don't know if he passed out into shock or whatever it was but plane started jarring this this felt like i don't know how long it really was but it felt like an hour and a half it probably was about 30 minutes, and then the plane was supposed to be a 45-minute flight, but it ended up being like whatever. It was It was still like an hour and 15 minutes into it, and was still through this crap. Now, yes, it started to lighten up a little bit. The black turned to gray. The, green ter- the gray turned to light gray. It was still raining. Started to clear up. Everybody started to calm down. The plane stunk like throw-up. Everybody sat down, regained their seats. Still, he started the descent. They started the descent over. Now you see land. So now you're a little happier because you're looking down and you're seeing land. So we're in Florida again, I guess, Panama City, that area. And uh, we start our descent. And it's just now it looks just like a miserable day, but it still looks manageable. We get even lower. We get even lower. People are looking around. They're not recovered. Now the girls are starting to come back into it, like be themselves a little bit. Do you, Matt, can you believe what just happened? Do you, be-? And I'm just like quiet. They're looking at me like, oh my gosh, how did you like get through that? I'm just like, I don't even, I don't know how any of us got through that. Plane lands. Okay. So the plane lands in Panama City. 
and it comes to a you know long slow you know stop and while it's still rolling down the runway the audio recording comes on please keep your seats in an upright position this and that they go through whatever they say keep your seatbelts locked keep your seatbelts uh locked or whatever until we've come to a complete stop whatever instructions last minute instructions they did are plain slowed to an actual stop Everything stopped. It was completely silent. The recording set to end at that exact time, and the recording just went, if you could picture hearing this at this point. Us at US Air, hope you had a pleasant flight. And that was so important that that happened because at that moment, everybody on that plane started hysterical laughing. And it was a laugh out of funny because we clearly did not have anything close to a pleasant flight but it was more funny because we were so giddy filled with joy and happiness because i guarantee you we didn't necessarily like our chances of actually landing safely is what i'm trying to say and uh holy crap i'm like getting like the hair on my arm is standing up just thinking about it right now because i don't always tell the story when i do tell the story it's usually over some drinks and somebody's demanding me and begging me to tell the story so we land come to a stop everybody's like holy crap we all get out we kiss the ground the pilots get out they say oh they were clearly like not necessarily in the best place mentally either they were like yeah we were a little a little touch and go there for a minute but we were never really worried i'm like okay yeah right so whatever three of the girls out of like the 12 or 13 girls that were all with us their baggage got lost and we got screwed. We all got the same cab. We went to the same hotel, introduced them to my friends who, you know, from the rugby team and everybody else. And we had seven days of day, night, and evening drinking. Because why? I mean, yeah, we were going to party either way. But I knew that I had to get back on that damn plane. <laughs> and I did not want to do that. There was no way around it. See, now I wouldn't even do it because, you know, it is what it is. And that wasn't the end to my flying. I flew a couple of times after that. But... I didn't like those experiences either. I just never, I just, just the, the, what it is with me is the control. Like, I just don't like, I look in, I look up to the cockpit and I wonder what's going on in there. I wonder whose girlfriend broke up with them the night before. I wonder what they have to lose, especially now, nowadays in these times when you never know who's crazy, who's insane, who's whatever. Listen, I know I'm wacky. I know you're probably judging me for this. I know it's my thing. It's weird that I don't fly. But ever since I discovered a thing called Amtrak, I was like, you know what? There's no reason to put my life in the hands of someone else again up there. And they say, oh, you know how often the trains crash and the car crash? Yes, say that all you want, okay? And you're right. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm admitting to you that I'm the crazy one here. But at the same time, still have a little bit of control. You know what I mean? Is that it for the music? Did we lose the music? Oh, we got more music. Uh Oh, this song's appropriate. This is like when we landed. I could see clearly now the rain is gone. So uh, that was it. That's where we landed, and it was, it was good. And I just was like, I'm never going to fly again. But I did a couple of times. And then after I discovered Amtrak, I was never to fly again. And then after I discovered cruising, forget about it. Now I'm really not flying again. But uh, I wanted to give you guys a cruise flash. I wanted to share that story with you. I mean, will I ever fly again? I don't think so. I just don't. I don't need to. There's no really where, nowhere I really want to go, and no rush I'm really in to be able to give up control like that. And like I said, I was going back though. That's what I was. I was sort of saying uh, the the odds, the odds of dying in a train crash or a 
or, or a car are way higher than dying on a plane crash. However, like I said, you have that control. If the, if the, if the car goes off the road, or the car crashes, you got a fighting chance. Same thing with the train. Every train crash you hear about it, it's never there's no survivors. Somebody's a, when a plane falls out of the sky, it's over. I'm not trying to tell you you shouldn't fly. I'm not trying to say it's a bad idea to fly. Everybody, I don't know, but I do subscribe to that philosophy. If I was meant to fly, I would have been born with wings. But that's it. Just wanted to give you guys this cruise flash, and uh, we're cruising tomorrow, um, I think. Stay tuned for some details. Maybe, maybe not. There may be nothing to report, but there may be some details. Who knows? We will keep you in the loop. And I'm not, this is not me trying to be coy or not me trying not to give you suspense or cliffhangers, right? It's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just uh, keeping you guys in the loop that, you know, and I don't want to mention details right now because there's nothing even remotely close to set in stone, but uh, there might be something out there sooner than later. And you guys know I will absolutely keep you posted. But uh, as of right now, and the time is, uh, what do we got? 7.58, the night before cruising. As of now, I am cruising tomorrow. And uh, time to start packing, right? Thank you guys again for listening. Tommy, always be booked.com. Uh, any reactions? Do you have any crazy flying stories or any crazy travel stories? Uh, email me at Tommy at always be booked.com. Please request to join the Facebook group, which is always be booked cruisers lounge the group on facebook and uh, instagram always be booked thank you guys for listening we will talk to you soon watch this cool fade out i do right i could do this i can turn this up now turn it up now let this run for a minute so do a little karaoke i can see clear i ruined it i messed it up come on let's go I could see no. What am I doing? I'm sure to leave this here for a little while. You know what? I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna play this music. If you guys are in your car, you wanna have some reggae music to enjoy for the next couple of minutes, you're welcome. Thanks for listening, guys. Always be booked. We'll talk to you from the ship. I think. <laughs>